like that we're ready to go how you doing my name is avon or neo and this is abstraction cyclo a weekly podcast where i talk about a couple of subjects and um you sit there and listen to me because you like my voice don't you you really like my voice you just want to listen to me talk you want to hear me say things and that's why you're here um <clears throat> i'm still trying to find people that uh just want to be on a silly podcast um and i'm still very much um finding my footing here i have established that there will be two uh subjects that are always in each episode um One of them is going to be the end, random facts. And the other is going to be, you know, I'm fucking mad or, you know, just want to call out somebody because I fucking hate them. Um, you know, not, not, not anything like uber serious or anything like that. Just, you know, like that JK Rowling bitch or the stupid Zack Snyder comic book movies. Um, all right, so today we are going to talk about, first off, romance. Now, I don't know how many of you out there are into R&B music. I love R&B music. Some new R&B music is just a bit lazy. (laughs) Like, honestly, if you listen to some of it, it's just trying to, you know, redo Johnny Gill, you know, and Luther Vandross. And it's like, y'all need to step up your game. You know, if Megan Thee Stallion can, like, build off Little Kim and, like, actually do something new, y'all can do better. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyways, um, I wrote a romantic story for my other show, First Drafts That Glow. And I I really started in the idea that I was going to write a happy love story. And I, I talk about this a little bit. Um, I, I just recorded that before this. Uh, the production, post-production on that takes a bit longer. Um, but, uh, it just went dark and it ends kind of dark too. Um, you know, there's no aliens, there's no vampires, there's, you know, no superheroes, no necromancers or magic or anything like that. It's just a story about two people that meet at like um this posh hotel you know like they're obviously like well to do um and each of these girls are dealing with their own like things and one of them doesn't do too well I don't want to spoil it for you, especially if you're going to go listen to it. There's a little hair on the microphone. It's pissing me off. Sorry about that. Um, 
But I mentioned slightly that I did base some of the story, um, you know, like most writers do. Um, we take inspiration from our life. And I don't know how to how to really say this, but I guess I'll just say it the way it shows up in my head. I have talked about a little bit on my personal blog um, that, you know, I haven't really had the best time with relationships. Um you know, this would, this would also be a good time to say, you know, you can find all the information about me on nailsthatglow.com, like and subscribe. I should have said that sooner. Um, it's, I kept choosing relationships where I allowed the people I was with to be shitty to me. And I would get into relationships with people that just wanted to play with me for a little while and then dispose of me. And I was so starved for connection and romance and uh, a feeling of, you know, not being alone adrift in the, the, the bleakest ocean of life. Um, that, uh, you know, I just let people do that to me. And a lot of that was, uh, you know, I was very, very much a, a, a heavy drinker. Um, I had a pretty intense uh, pot habit. And over the years, I've experimented with pretty much every drug, um, except for injecting stuff. I never injected stuff. Um, my stepdad really kind of, he did a number on me when it came to uh, stuff like that because um, uh, he used me as like an example for how the uh, plasmapheresis process worked. And if you don't know what that is, it's when they stick a needle in your arm, uh, pulls out the blood, runs it through a centrifuge um, to separate the platelets, and then puts the blood back in your body so you can donate like once every two weeks or so um and these days the process takes like what a half hour maybe at the most uh you know the machines are really efficient these days and they're not that big you know they're they're like you know one of those desktop countertop i should say um washing machines you know, for dishes or clothes, like, they are not big anymore. They used to be ginormous. They used to be like a full-size, you know, washing machine uh, device. Um, that The centrifuge inside was almost as big as the inside of, um, you know, a washing machine. And one, oops, one needle would go in one arm. And the, the gauge of it was pretty intense. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe a 10-gauge needle. It, it was it was big. <laughs> I still have a few scars. 
one needle to pull the blood and another needle to reintroduce the blood because it didn't have, um, they, they didn't quite develop the system to do it all through one tube. And the um, separation process wasn't super efficient at that time. So it could take like an hour and a half for one donation cycle. Um, so they would, you know, hook you up, cover you with a blanket, give you some headphones and let you watch, you know, videotapes and <laughs> whatever, you know, they had on hand. And since it was Red Cross, they tended to have a lot of stuff. And I remember um, my, uh, my kind of pseudo brother and I, would always be asked by my stepdad to uh, donate plasma, um, you know, because it was still in its early stages and they needed data. They needed, you know, numbers to, um, like, figure out, like, limitations, times, stuff like that. Like, there was a lot of monitoring of the people that came in, make sure they were okay, you know, like, everybody had to stay for a little bit after donating, um, drank some juice, ate some cookies, um, nutter butter. Oh my God. I don't even think I can eat nutter butter anymore. And I used to love those, but, um, I was a child. I wasn't old. <laughs> um, and you know, my stepdad kind of made me feel obligated to, you know, uh, do this thing. So, um, these days that wouldn't float. Absolutely not. I mean, that's straight up child abuse. Um, and that's on the low end of what he would do. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I never really wanted to inject stuff. So, um, my, Back to what I was talking about, my my awareness of how I was being treated in relationships was often masked by, you know, uh, acid or mescaline or pot or, you know, um, I think I smoked meth a handful of times, but not wasn't really a fan of it. Like it just felt wrong. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Like, I see, I can get why people like it, but, oh my God, like, whew, there's something wrong with that, like, also, ugh. anyways, Breaking Bad was hard for me to watch. So, yeah, romance is a difficult thing for people, and, you know, I, I feel like I processed some in that story as I was writing it, because, um, there is unrequited love in there. There's, you know, somebody who doesn't really think that they owe the other person anything, and they don't. They absolutely don't. But they, um, they also aren't aware because they're caught up in their own drama. And then the person who is, like, desperate for that connection and everything is so lost in their own problems that they can't rat they can't rationally be like well obviously she's here on vacation i have to leave her alone like that was just a hookup um i don't really know where i was going with that i kind of tangent 
ta- you know, went off on a tangent with that stuff about my stepdad and uh, stuff. But, you know, that's what this is, just thoughts. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on. So I'm not uh, completely uh, doom and gloom, which is funny. I just said that because it is doom and gloom. The midterm elections. So I'm, I'm not going to talk about, um, you know, specific candidates. You know, it does look like that um, it does look like that the Democrats really prevented a lot of insanity. And I feel real bad for Florida the in Texas, the manipulation that they do, the gerrymandering, the um, kind of voter suppression stuff that they do, it's ridiculous, you know, like every state just needs mail-in ballots, like I lived in Florida for a while and they make polling stations small, inefficient, and distant from everything. And since Florida is a right-to-work state, which is a misleading thing to say because it's not like that the um, the actual execution of what happens in places like Florida is they can literally fire you for anything. They don't owe you anything. You know, um, Oregon, where I'm at now, it is a completely different story. You really have to fuck up. Um, for your job to fire you. And even even if they want to fire you, you know, it's a whole human resources thing. But in Florida, it doesn't fucking matter. You could come in one day and they're like, I don't like your shoes, you're fired. Which happened to me once. <laughs> um, at a at, uh, pizza place. I got the job and the guy just kept talking about football and I'm just nodding and smiling. I'm just like, I just need a fucking job. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was willing to, to roll in with that, but I show up my first day. I, I bought shoes specific to what he told me to buy. I even got a new pair of blue jeans cause he wanted, you know, everybody to be in blue jeans and, and these uh, sneakers um, and like he, he gave me a shirt for the restaurant and told me to wear a ball cap and stuff. And I show up and he's like, you're wearing the wrong fucking shoes. And I'm like, no, I'm not that these are exactly what you told me to wear. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, you're fucking lying. And I was like, the fuck? You know, it would it really got it really got under my skin because it it's just uh, very much Florida. You know, like the whole thing about Florida and the the Republican stranglehold. Um, it's it's frustrating. Um, I just. I'm just glad I live somewhere that has mail-in ballots because I still have an obscene amount of social anxiety being out in public. And not only that, but like, it's just a good idea. Like, how do you not want to do that? 
How do you not want to make voting available to everybody? It blows my mind. Like the only reason why you wouldn't want mail-in ballots for everybody is because you are trying to prevent people from voting. That's it. That is literally the only reason anybody could ever want to to hold mail-in voting back from their people. And also gerrymandering is just ridiculous because they'll they'll completely work around neighborhoods of color just to have all of the conservative white people in one district um, outnumber, you know, the 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 democratic people of color kind of thing. Like, ugh. anyways, I'm not trying to get all political science here. I'm just, I'm just saying. I really hope you voted. I really hope you paid attention to all of the things that you had the opportunity to vote on. And that the next time a vote comes around, that where you live, you go out and vote. It's You're not being edgy or cool or anything like that by not voting. Um, yes, the electoral system is some bullshit. Yes, it's abused. And yes, it does sometimes feel like your vote is just you know pissing against the wind. I get it. I get it. We we can talk about that all day long. However, we can't change it if we don't vote the people who want that system to persist. You have to vote to get people who are willing to change the things to make voting and our you know this country worth a damn cuz fucking a I it, you know, sweeping statements about politics are never a good idea in general. But I do have to say, ever since 2016's election, the GOP is proven again and again to be a party of fascists and uh, a neo Nazi uh, support structure. And they're the people in Congress who have been there for decades need to get the fuck out. They just do. And that brings me to fuck the GOP. Okay? Like, this is the next subject. The GOP is... How to, how to say this? The GOP is, fuck, you know, I I just want to say, like, just balls of, like, emotional things, but the GOP is an example of why only having two parties in this country, um, you know, two dominant parties, and only really giving attention to two, these two parties has been a mistake. In other countries, they have multiple parties represented. Um, some of them, you know, like <laughs> some of them never get past a, you know, a certain point. Some of them never get a significant amount of the votes, but the option is there. It's 
It's also ridiculous that the the Democrats and the Republicans historically have kind of twisted and reshaped themselves over the centuries. Because <clears throat> what we call a modern Republican, you know, about 100 years ago would have been a Democrat and vice versa. So it allows each party to claim things that are just ridiculous. Um, like the, the Democratic Party isn't completely innocent, but the Democratic Party hasn't actively supported, um, you know, groups like the Proud Boys um, and, uh, uh, you know, anti-Semitic militias and... Uh, tried to push the QAnon conspiracy so hard on people. You know, the the whole idea of trans people um, being shot and, and put in jail, um, the whole, the entire dismantling of Roe versus Wade, you know, all of that is, you know, Republican-driven. And consistently the republicans you know for a very long time now have been very much against you know expanding education um making education more accessible for people and if if you were one of them of course you don't want the people to be educated you want them to stay fucking stupid so you can manipulate them and that is some goddamn bullshit. Like, hold on. That is just bullshit. Because if if you if you want if you actually have pride in your country, like a lot of these Republicans claim to, you would make education the foundation of your people. That's just, you can't really argue that. You can't argue that. And if you try, you're, 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 you're being a, you're doing it in bad faith because you know, you're being like racist immediately. There's just no two ways about that. So like teachers, like they need to be held to a higher standard for sure. Um, in general, but teachers need to be paid more. They need to be paid more than police. Police don't belong in schools. They don't do any good at schools. There has never been a time, I think maybe once, you know, that one time, <laughs> um, where police being at the school does anything positive. And the idea of arming kids with vests and stuff like that, that's just... Do y'all not read history? Because, my God. So, and it also comes down to, like, the, the, the argument about, you know, teaching creationism next to evolution. 
you know, because evolution's a theory. Okay, few things. It's a theory not because it hasn't been established or proven or, or studied or anything, you know, quite the opposite. There's so much data and research and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's like reams of data that support it. But the creationists say, well, if it's just a theory, it's not proven. Creationism could have could be real too even though creationism says the world's only like what 6000 6500 years old or some bullshit like that that's just insane <laughs> like if it's if if you wanted to teach the origin of the universe of every religion alongside creationism and evolution go for it you know let's let's throw in the hindi stuff let's throw in the the uh, east asian uh mythologies um there's dozens of mythologies um from you know all over the world that still exist that are about the creation of life and you know humans and you know, let's, why not teach what the Greeks thought kind of thing? Oh, I know. You have an agenda. You want your religion to to be the dominant religion. And I have a problem with that. We all should have a problem with that. The GOP just does not want people to be educated. I would really like to start a charity, and I just, I, <laughs> I have some executive function uh, malfunction. So I don't know if I'll, if I'll be able to get to it properly. Um, I know I just need to like motivate somehow, but I want to start a charity where all the old eBooks, because you know, like <laughs> Amazon has a recycling program for them. They buy them back sometimes, but some of them, they're, they're just no good anymore, you know, to people because, they have a low refresh rate or they don't have like certain bells and whistles, whatever. I want to start a charity collecting all of the ebooks that people are willing to purchase for the charity or give to the charity um, and load them with, you know, everything that uh, a person would need from kindergarten to uh, college level. You know, like all the basic stuff, <laughs> you can throw in all, you can throw in hundreds of textbooks in a Kindle and there could be, uh, resource links. Um, you could even use web three technology for, uh, some of that, um, you know, start storing some like backup information, have people volunteer to like be available for Zoom or just, you know, produce YouTube videos or TikTok videos that like describe some of the harder things in it and just hand them out to people. You know, you could even include all of the religious books of every active religion in the world right now. 
you know, from Christianity to Satanism to Hinduism to Shinto to Buddhism, all of it. You know, don't hold anything back. And, oh my gosh, we need to protect p- kids from, from stuff. Let me tell you, when I was a kid, I went to the library a lot, you know, before the internet. And I got into some some stuff. <laughs> I read books that I didn't quite understand you know, at that age, but they gave me things to think about. You know, I was that kid that read the Dune Encyclopedia. Uh, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I was, yeah, it was before I was 11, I know, but I read the Dune Encyclopedia and I was so fascinated with it. Oh my God, yes. And I, I read a few books on Plato and Aristotle and stuff like that. Like, it just it just made my mind go like crazy like oh my gosh these i don't understand a lot of it but it didn't stop me from wanting more and there's absolutely nothing wrong with kids reading the quran or you know the the satanic bible or you know the king james bible you know back to back like they're all just an angle of philosophy. But anyways, fuck the GOP. If you support the GOP currently, you are likely a trash person, and I don't like you. If if you're like, oh, well, not all GOP are like that, okay, then support changes. Stop supporting these QAnon idiots. Stop supporting Trump. Stop supporting anybody who denies women bodily autonomy. Any, any person that can give birth needs the right and ability to have an abortion. And people like me have a right to exist. I'm trans. I take hormones. I'm not a man. And that needs to be okay because I'm not doing it to hurt anybody. I'm not doing it to hurt kids. That entire concept is just, it's so, it's not helping anybody. It isn't. Drag, drag queens, <laughs> drag queens are just performers. They're, they're just, most of them are just goofy ass bitches that are having fun. They are not interested in anything that you think they are. I guarantee it. I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't want to derail and get, like, I think I derailed myself already. I mean, I just kind of went. But if, if, if you can help me out, start a charity to, to get, like, all kids e-readers with all sorts of textbooks and resource information and stuff like that, you know, contact me, firstdraftsatglow at gmail.com. I'd love it. Um... Like and subscribe. Uh, all right, so random facts. We're at the end of the show already. My goodness. Um, let's see, random facts, random facts. Um, I am unhappy with my weight. Now, I want you to know that, and, 
in a previous life, in a previous incarnation of myself, I people didn't quite get I was being sarcastic and just like trying to reflect the ridiculousness of it all. And, you know, that's my fault. I, I was doing an Andy Kaufman thing where I was living a character that I chose and I didn't break character. And people kept being like, D you don't actually believe this. And I'm like, why, why are you questioning me? Why did I say it otherwise kind of thing? But in a previous life, I did say things like, if you're fat, all you need to do is change how you eat and exercise. And I mean, <laughs> I knew that was ridiculous to say, but there's so many people out there selling that mentality that I felt I needed to, to like, just be like, doesn't this sound dumb? And then people would be like, dude, that's wrong. And yeah, it is wrong. I shouldn't have done it that way. I, I, I could have approached it from a different angle and just made fun of that industry directly instead of subversively, you know, like, I don't know. I, I just came across as uh, very insensitive to the um, idea of uh, weight and health and uh, disability and stuff like that. And, you know, as I get older, especially since I've started taking hormones, my body is different. It is just different. And I used to work out, you know, like I hated working out in front of people. Um, so, you know, I would do stuff like push-ups in the house and um, sit-ups and, you know, stretches and stuff. And I, I made it a point nobody be around when I did stuff like that because it, it just felt embarrassing. And then I also did like high-level cardio stuff. And, you know, after a while I was doing dance games Um you know, it's like Jazzercise or Zumba, except it was on my Xbox. And between the drug use, the high levels of testosterone that were in my body, and my uh, kind of high-carb, high-protein vegetarian diet, because I've been vegetarian for a while, I'm vegan now, my body just hates cheese. <sighs> I miss cheese fucking miss cheese um i was always thin and a bit toned and people got the idea that i was not body positive and i have always been body positive like i said i could have approached all of that much better i adore all body types i don't care if you're tall short if you're plump if you're skinny, if you're toned, if, you know, like, <laughs> the Sylvester Stallone balloon animal look is not something I like. You know, that's a bit extreme for me, but, you know, 
if you're not on HGH <laughs> and you just have that natural bulk, chances are I'll think it's pretty hot. And then you got these beautiful women like Lizzo who are like active and and vibrant. And that's just her body, yo. You know, people just keep hating on her. And it's like, why are you hating on her? She's fucking gorgeous. Like her, her life, her energy. And like, I mean, she is, she's cute. Like, I would not kick her out of bed for eating crackers. I'm just saying. Lizzo, what's up? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've dated and been with a range of humans in my life. Uh, tall, short, thick, thin. And I, I look at myself now and I'm angry and my body dysmorphia is like kind of climbing on top of me sometimes because, you know, my, my body is changing still and I, I still need to get rid of my Adam's apple and my face hair. Um, but I, I now have this tummy. And I've been hanging out with somebody who just tells me how cute I am. And that is so awesome. Because everybody, everybody is sexy. Now, there are some people who are ugly because of their personality, how they act, how they treat others. But there aren't really ugly people. We need to change that. Now, outside of concepts like um, the Deant Words uh, song, Ugly Boy, um, you know, that's, that's like an image kind of thing. Like, at no point, is Ninja saying he's ugly. You know, Yolandi is not saying Ninja's ugly. <laughs> She's not. It's just he's, you know, he's just kind of rough, you know, the character. He's just, you know, a bit rough. <laughs> so, you know, that's like a, a that kind of thing. But, you know... Insulting women, cis women, trans women, cis men, trans men, non-binaries, you know, saying that they're ugly, that just shows how unattractive you are. Because we're all attractive. I have not met, and I can honestly say this, I have not met a truly ugly person. I have met some unattractive people yeah i have met people who act ugly yeah you know but calling people ugly that makes you unattractive that makes you ugly in the moment but i'm pretty sure you're still hot too even if you're being a piece of shit and Attractiveness is not always about sex. You know, attractiveness is more than that. 
You know, it's liking the person you're next to. It's wanting to hang out with somebody. It's wanting to hear their voice, wanting them to hug you. You know, friendship, brotherhood, sisterhood, family. All of that's beautiful. And you're beautiful. And I think that is the end of my show today. I want to thank you very, very much for tuning in for episode three of Abstractions That Glow. Um, I was going to put together a soundboard for this episode, but I didn't get around to it. I'm really sorry about that. Um, I don't even know what kind of sounds I would put in there. I mean, I don't want to put in the typical stuff, you know, because that's that's just not me, babe. But if you would like to guest on this show, please contact me, First Drafts Glow or First Drafts at Glow at gmail.com. Visit me, First Drafts Glow on Twitter, Nails That Glow on Twitter, or find me through NailsThatGlow.com. Um, also, you know, check out my uh, YouTube channel, First Drafts at Glow. Um, Abstraction Seclo also has a YouTube channel if you want to see me on video talking into a microphone. Um, and, uh, you know, this this entire episode, each of these episodes, these are, you know, opinions, these are ideas, these are thoughts. Um, I am not trying to put myself off as an expert or anything like that. So if you disagree with me or you want to add to the conversation go ahead like we can only learn and grow the day i don't want to learn that's the day i'm probably going to die the day i don't want to learn anything new probably just be done <laughs> but anyways again i know i've said anyways already i am avon or nails that glow this has been abstractions at glow and I love you. Abstractions at Glow, produced, recorded, and starring Avon. For more information, please contact us at firstdraftsatglow at gmail.com. Also visit our website at nailsatglow.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.